Hi, you're listening to Kate and Catherine. And we're going to show you how to find your Prince Charming so that you can finally live happily ever after, <laughs> forever and ever. No. No. <laughs> no. We are definitely not going to do that. We are sick of that story, and it's a lie. It is a lie. You're listening to The New Truth, a modern woman's guide to extraordinary love. We are going to show you how the fairy tale love story stops you from experiencing the love you truly desire. Listen to hear how to break free from sacrifice and struggle in relationship. And learn the new truth about love in a way that you've never heard it before. We're so happy you're here. Keep listening. Hello, hello, lovely ladies and gents listening to the New Truth Podcast. Mm, gents, we welcome today, you. We know you're out there. <laughs> today's episode, are you in a wound mate or soul mate relationship? We're going to break this one down for you. And, you know, something I've really been thinking about, well, for a long time, like th this is what's kind of started my work in into dating and relationship coaching, but it's been more prevalent lately is really how most people only know how to bond and attach through shared pain. Mm -hmm. And very few people know how to bond and attach from joy, pleasure, alignment, and vision of where we're going, right? Everyone's walking around with all their unresolved childhood pain, all their unresolved patterns, and then wondering why it's so hard to find the love that they seek, which doesn't exist in another person, remember. But the beginning, you know, to, to understand what a wound mate relationship is, is you're in a wound mate relationship if you feel the constant need to process, if you're always triggered, if that person is always activating familiar childhood pain. And then you're telling yourself, cause this is the other thing that I can only learn through pain, right? That like, that's what's happened. I've watched this with personal development. I don't know if you've seen this too, like the message of like, well, if I'm always having to learn something, that's what justifies me staying in a wound mate relationship, right? Justifies me staying in a job that I hate because I'm supposed to be learning something, but it's from the facade of, I have to learn through heartache and learn through pain and learn through hard rather than I can actually learn through joy. I can have things that come up and feel familiar and then I can get right back to love much faster than ever before. So when I think of a wound mate, it's one, you, you will attract a wound mate if you don't do your inner work. So like, that's the first very clear thing. Like your inner work is in service to every relationship you want to have in your life. So if you haven't done inner work, you can only attract a wound mate because you're going to attract the un unresolved pain in yourself in another. And the amount of relationships that I've seen, and, and maybe you're listening and you just broke up with your wound mate or your marriage was to a wound mate that you ended because you realize that can only sustain for so long because it doesn't feel good. So that's the first clear difference for me that I want to acknowledge about wound mates. Yes, I love Love it. And, you know, I, I, I agree. I think that, well, personally, I've never worked with someone who ha whose relationships weren't wound mate status until they woke up and did some learning how to love themselves and how to live from a sovereign place within, because 
it's not your fault. First of all, like nobody set us up for success. Nobody taught us how to be in relationship. Catherine and I were just having this conversation before about careers and life's purpose. Nobody teaches us about that. Nobody teaches us about money. Nobody teaches us about taxes, about any, we don't learn any life skills. (laughs) Yeah. And you go to school to learn a bunch of stuff that you're most likely not going to use for the rest of your life. That's a whole nother conversation. We're not going to, can of worms, we're not going to open today, but Um, but when it comes to relationship, like when you think about it, relationships are really all that exist relationships between your coworkers, your boss, your clients, your children, your family, your friends, your strangers, the guy at the grocery store, whatever romantic relationships, relationships are at the core of everything. And yet nobody teaches us how to have healthy relationships. We weren't handed a manual. We weren't set up for success by any means. We're just a bunch of children who are taught to not be who we are and to, you know, contort ourselves in different ways to survive. And then we're thrown in the deep end, all expected to be in relationship, not just one relation, not just any relationship, one relationship that lasts forever. And we're all expected to have it look a certain way. And there's so many fantasies that we consume our whole entire lives about what that should look like. And so all of this combined with all of your relational trauma, combined with everything that you witnessed from your parents and your grandparents and aunts and uncles and all the adult relationships around you and all the confusing messages you would have received, stick that into a relationship and a marriage and good luck. I wish you well. That is like most relationships are based on our wounding. And it's so rare that they're not. And even friendships, when women start working with me and they uncover their saboteur and stop living from that wounded part, their friendships deepen and evolve and change. And many of them fall away. And many of their relationships, they realize, and usually uh, often the ones that are holding on to the woundmate relationships, I've noticed it usually takes, you know, three months, six months of, of really knowing themselves and their truth and learning how to live from that place of sovereignty inside. Uh, it, it takes time to make have the courage to leave a relationship that might feel comfortable and cozy in some painful way. But I think if your relationship, if you are staying and choosing this relationship because of a fear, then it's definitely a wound mate relationship. Yes. If you're staying because you think you don't want to be single or you're staying because it's comfortable and you don't want to be alone or you're staying because it's familiar and they remind you of your home growing up or you're staying because you don't have to grow or it's easier, it seems easier. You're staying because you're afraid there's no good men out there and you know this person is good or you're staying because, because, because like if you have a, all of these reasons why you're staying and they're rooted in fear, that's a wound mate relationship. And it is, it's heartbreaking to think, um, you know, it's, it's normal and natural when you wake up and when you get on a journey of self-healing and self-growth and learning how to love yourself and live from your self-worth, naturally your relationships are going to up level. They will, you don't have to figure it out. You don't have to go find them. You don't have to like change your dating profile to be perfect, to get the perfect conscious man. Like naturally you're going to attract aligned relationships because you're going to know how to make decisions from alignment within yourself, from your truth, from your heart, not from fear. But if you're used to making decisions in fear, most likely most of your relationships are, are wound mate. Oh my God. That's so good. Yeah. The, the fear or love it is that, I mean, that not easy, but that's simple. 
right? Yes. And and the other thing I'll say about wound mates is it's who you're being in the relationship. So how to know you're with a wound mate is if you're literally not your best self and you're with that person, yes. right? Like if you can't shine, if you can't stand up for yourself, if you can't speak your truth, if you feel like you have to hide parts of who you are or be small. And if you don't have a voice, like this is something I've been thinking about, like how easily from the fantasy, can we want a man to take care of us? How many women then fall for a controlling narcissist in which they have absolutely no power, you know, in the partnership. So that's really key for me that the wound mate is all of the things that we've said so far. And you know who you're being in the relationship. You know if you are aching to bring out more of yourself and you feel like it's not welcome or you're, I mean, the wound mate is also about the behaviors, right? Like we can't escape our childhood material. And no matter how conscious of a partner you choose, there's going to be elements of your childhood that will show up because that's also the nature of a healing relationship. Yeah. But there's a difference between I feel like a child in this relationship. Like, how do you know you're in a woundmate relationship? You feel like a child rather than an adult woman, which leads to the only way to have soulmate relationships. And I feel like this goes without saying, you don't have one soulmate. My friendships are my are soulmates. My, um, my every boy, I believe every person I've ended up in relationship with, even though it's been, you know, not great. They were soulmates in what that we offered each other, right? Like jumping off points, because of course a soulmate's not the person that has to last forever. My friendships in college that even though they're no longer my friends, they were soulmates because the tr there were elements of truth of myself that was revealed with each of those people, right? There's a difference between I'm never myself or I can be some of myself with you, but I'm still on my healing journey because we want to be careful to not put the responsibility on the other, on other people for this. Mm -hmm. But soulmate is when we're bought. So this is the key. This for me is the clearest, most important piece. Soulmates are where are we bonding from? Our rates, because maybe I wasn't all of myself with my friendships, but my college friendships, we bonded over shared passions on the things that we were interested in. Right. Even with my ex, it was was on again, off again, but we were bonded over shared interest, actually, and the things that were important to us and 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 some similar values. We just had completely different attachment styles and, and our trauma and 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 long term vision was different. Right. Because I I think, you know, this is what is so powerful about us. Like we had a place we wanted to go. Right. Do you want to start this podcast together it was about where are we going to go? What do we want to serve? What's important to us? wound mate is just about trying to get validation, get, um, uh, security, not what do we want to create together? Right. What are we bonding from? And many, many women bond in friendships over complaining, right? They, they, oh, we complain about the same things. We both feel victimized by X, Y, Z. So now that's all we talk about. Soulmate is we bond from something of our soul or from a vision of where we want to go. And in partnership, this is the clearest way that I can see and how I ended up where I'm ending up and what most women are unwilling to do for themselves and around saying, where do I want to go? Right. You always use the analogy about not being a passenger in someone else's car, right? Most mm -hmm. of the women looking for the fairy tale want someone else to give them a life 
rather than if you want healthy partnership, you have to build the life that you love and know what's important to you in your life so that someone can meet you there. And then you say, oh, we want to create the same things together. Wound mate is we just collapse, right? We collapse into each other. There is no life. I mean, I had no life with Jamie um, and building a life, right? It's, it's what are we bonding from and where are we going together? And those are the relationships that last. Those are the relationships that are supportive. Not always easy. Doesn't mean you don't have triggers. Doesn't mean things don't come up, but since you're not bonded from the trigger, that's why it's easy to work through them, right? Because you can return to the love that actually is between the two of you that helps you get through, right? The challenging times or the difficult moments of disconnection or activation, et cetera. Yeah. 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 This is, um, I'm just thinking there's so many examples too of the wound mate because we've talked a lot about more the the maiden princess wound, but there's also the mother. <laughs> if you are attracting men and you are you behave like his mom and you your partner feels like is you know passive, a victim, doesn't move forward with their life, and you feel like you're always cleaning up their socks or literally and figuratively trying to help them, trying to fix them, project relationships. It's it's the feeling to me of soulmate is everything that you said, and it's the feeling of being met. And I cannot be met. Being met to me is we are equal. Right. And right. what that feels like is I am aligned and sovereign and full within myself. I do not need you to be with. And so many people stay in relationship because they feel like they need a partner. They need that person. They can't live without that person. And that is wound. And it doesn't mean you can't clean that up. So I want to speak to that because I, I have absolutely seen so many women on this journey who have their own heroin awakening. They come back to the truth of who they are. They learn how to live from their own new truth. They learn how to make choices from their sovereignty, how to fill their own cup, how to create a life that lights their soul up and that is honest. And from that place, one of two things happens if you're already in a wound mate relationship. Either your relationship evolves. Sometimes your partner will evolve and they won't even do, like my partner doesn't do, he's not working with a coach and therapist and doing work on himself, but he's extraordinarily emotionally intelligent and attuned and smart. And uh, he's a he's a physical athletic coach for a living. Um, and so there's some, there's some similarities in like mindset and perspective and but he is so attuned and our relationship is so healthy. And I believe the reason our relationship is so healthy and keeps deepening over time is because we're both sovereign. We're both fully independent, not, not independent with a closed heart. Our hearts are wide open and we are solid on our own two feet. We have our own full lives. We are both on purpose, We, which that's a value for me, important value for me to be with someone who also cares about the purpose because I would be turned into a mother if I was with a guy who didn't give a shit about what he did for a living and, and you know, played video games. I've talked about that before. But like, I know what things matter to me. And so that I, I live from that place and then have attracted a partner who also is experiencing that. And so that, to me is a soul mate relationship because my friendships are the same. All of my friends are sovereign. They right. take care. Right. They take responsibility for how they feel. They don't project their feelings. We don't project it. When you and I have had stuff come up, we've been on this very intimate journey for four years and we've had stuff come up a few times. 
And when we do, we share it with an open heart. We share our side of the street and what we're feeling. We don't blame. We don't attack. We don't complain. We don't gossip. So the new paradigm of relationship uh, is we are all soulmates when we're living from the truth of who we are, when we're living from the soul. I think we're all compatible if we were all living from the truth of who we are in our souls. But the reality is most of planet Earth... (laughs) Most people, are, including the people running the countries that we live in, are wounded children who yes. have survival patterns at play, and whether it's controller and they're manipulating from that, or it's fantasy addict and they're portraying a fantasy life, or self-sacrifice, or they're sacrificing everyone, everything for everyone else. Like wound mate relationships are all around us. But the more you come into your sovereignty, the more you come into learning how to live from the truth of who you are and how to live from your self-worth, the more you attract other people like that. Because I think the world on a bigger scale, okay, yeah, a lot of people in their survival patterns, but not the people in my life. I'm only surrounded by people who take response, including my clients, who take responsibility for themselves, for their lives, for their happiness. So if you're in a relationship where you think your your partner is responsible for how you feel, you are contributing to the wound-mate relationship. So the most important thing for breaking free from wound-mate relationships is radical responsibility for yourself, for your pain, for your trauma, for your healing, for your joy, for your pleasure, for your sexuality, for your attractiveness. Instead of looking, we've been taught to look at the other person to give us something, to reflect something, to fill us up in some way. And that's not, that's the messaging we received. It's not your fault, but you're at the new truth. You're here learning something new, new perspective, and you can have something different, but you have to come back to the soul of who you are in order to meet your soulmates. The the key is the who you're being like, like that's what you just said that. And it's really important to know you can't be like women can, can transform their partnership and you can't be the one that carries the consciousness of the relationship, right? Like it can't be, you can't be in a soulmate relationship if they're in their wound, but you're in your soul, right? right? Like it, and like, I love what you just said about you and Patricio that, that right. The sovereignty is what is health. And that's actually the truth of all relationship teaching. The happiest relationships are people that have lives outside of the relationship that I have many places they can go to get their needs met versus coming to the one person to essentially be God, right, for them. And so the key of soulmate is what have we bonded from? If we've bonded both from our drama and trauma and pain and insecurity and doubt and we're looking for the other, and each of us together looking for the other person to save them, because men do this too. Like, are you kidding me? Men can't wait for a mother to swoop in and do their mm-hmm. their life. You know, I'm laundry. I'm, you were going to say laundry. <laughs> I mean, laundry in the in in I'm in the South, you know, like it's everywhere. The the woman who does everything right. And then men think their only value is about bringing home money. And men are stressed out, burned out, empty, unfulfilled because they have all this pressure to provide for their family. And the woman is burnt out, stressed out, unfulfilled because she's just taking care of everything and they're not connected. So what matters around relationship is how we are connected. Do we attune to one another? Is there space for each of us to be ourselves? And actually, are we able to offer love to one another when we're struggling or when we're we're full of doubt or insecurity rather than, oh, that's yours to like figure out and bye-bye? Or 
the person from inside their doubt and insecurity saying, make it better for me. Because I think soulmate, you can be vulnerable and have struggle without wanting to be saved, right? Like that's very different than fix this for me versus just see me and be with me in this. And that's the kind of friendships I have in my life. That's what Andrew and I are always navigating. And the, you know, especially now we're both like, what do you do in a relationship when you're both having a hard time? Like that's when you realize you can't expect the other person to be your God. Like that, that's actually when love begins of like, wow, how do I make sure I have the tools and skills to be able to nurture myself and have other places to go besides my partner, but then also be able to lean on my partner. And when I think of the wound mate with, with my ex and I, even though so much, you know, healing and, and magic happened with him around my purpose and who I needed to become, I couldn't do it in that relationship. Right. But we were wounded because we spent most of our relationship trying to get the other person to be different. Like that was most of the relationship. So like, that's, that's also wound too. Like we couldn't just be ourselves and see the effortlessness of when I'm myself, we fall in love. And like, that is what the kinds of friendships I have now. That's what's happening in my marriage. And and I love what you said about the, the effortlessness of when you just are in your soul the, the natural attraction happens and it's because you can't tolerate the wound yes. behaviors anymore. Like that's the magic is like, you just won't even be able to entertain someone who's not living from that place or who isn't bringing the same level of consciousness, attunement, care right to the table as you. Yes. And, and self-responsibility. Like I'll say that a million times because that, that is it. That's the consciousness of self and and I'm glad you brought up the piece around if you do the shifting and you should start coming from a different place, but your partner is still operating from their wounds. Like that just made me think of the project relationship. And that's yes. another major wound mate relationship that so many women have is the they're trying to change someone thinking that you like women often see potential right? They see because they care, especially if you're a self-sacrificer, you have a big heart. See, you see a potential in a man or a woman or whoever you're with, and you're in this toxic soup with them. Oh, can I say something about this? Yeah. There's no such thing as potential. No, exactly. If you think you see potential, you don't see who that person is. You see fantasy. You see fantasy. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you're about to get there. Yes. With that, but that, but we I, have think, to no, it's, I, I, I wasn't going to say it in that way that I'm so glad you said that. Like, that's exactly it. Like project relationships. Like if you are with someone in the hopes that they will change or that they will give you something and it's, it's going to change you eventually time to take a pause and go learn how to fall in love with yourself. It, you know, doesn't mean you have to end the relationship. Some of you do. Some of you absolutely need to walk away after listening to this episode. And, you know, some of you, maybe you can do the transformation within side of the relationship. But if your partner is not like, I, I also think about willingness. Like I, I just, in my relationship now, the willingness because of the emotional attunement and his openness he's so willing i'm and now i'm not shoving a muffin down his throat telling him what to do or who to be but there's such a natural we're both in influencing and inspiring each other in ways that are so beautiful and expansive 
there are we're not changing who we are but we're growing and evolving together and that's what our relationship should be i think of you and i we were like if you listen to the first episode of the new truth we were little babies (laughs) and how much our friendship and our relationship has deepened oh and we've only been together in person three times which is so crazy whenever my clients are like there's not enough women where i live i live in a small town or whatever i'm like yes there are and you can have deep, deep, deep healing sisterhood relationships with people all over the world nowadays in the modern world. It's amazing. But all of my friendships are relationships where I'm, we're growing. We're holding, like when my, when my stuff comes up, my Mariana, my, my European bestie, who I spend the most time connecting with, cause we're on a similar time zone. We constantly reflect when when I've got stuff going on, if I'm venting about something, she holds the mirror up and is like, what does this mean about you? And I go straight into taking responsibility rather than staying in blame. Like all of the relationships in my life hold me to the highest standard yeah, of my that's own it. and my own evolution. That's it. And my romantic relationship does the same. And so when you hold yourself to these standards of taking full responsibility, and if this is you know, aliens speak to you and you don't know what that means. It's time to go, go inward and start learning how to have a relationship with these parts, your inner child, your saboteur, understanding your survival patterns, or at least do therapy, but starting to learn about where your trauma comes from, where these wounds come from so that you can start to heal them yourself and in community and with professional support. Mm -hmm. And then your romantic relationship just gets to be the overflow. It gets to be the place you come and soften and, and feel your feelings and get to be fully yourself in your mess, in your joy, Mm -hmm. in your beauty, in your sorrow in all parts of you and be held in that because it's aligned oh my god that's the best about the reflection right that like what what happens back in your relationships like that when your friends hold you to the like see you in your highest self yes right that like there's there's encouragement and belief and support right there's not i'm gonna enable you in your drama like yeah. that's when everything changes. And and that re- reiteration, the last thing I'll say is around that soulmate doesn't mean last a lifetime, right? Mm-hmm. Soulmate doesn't mean meant to be forever and always in your life. Like I, the, my friendships in college were soulmates and they just didn't once, I mean, really they all fell away when I got sober mm. actually. Right. And so it was like, I became different and more myself and they weren't on a path. And that's how they fell away. Right. And it, the efforting in, in no matter what relationship you're in, is like, you have to decide that it's important or you have to make time for it. You have to be intentional. That's real love. And it's this place of what am I, what are we supporting one another in? Are we supporting one another in drama or are we supporting one another in Dharma, right. And truth mm-hmm. and, and vitality and believing the best for each other. And that we're going to have many, soulmates some you'll do podcasts with <laughs> some some you'll have relationships that last a couple of years with and maybe you'll have one that lasts a lifetime but the work like the most important soulmate relationship you have is with yourself yes. right and you can have a wound mate relationship with yourself if you're full of judgment and criticism and doubt and insecurity and and you don't encourage yourself or believe in yourself and so 
this, if you've, you've, you know, been with us for a while, you've heard me say it before, if you're new, my homecoming program is a five week self-guided program. That is the foundation of having a relationship with yourself. And that asks you to look at your relationships. And I love what you said earlier about radical honesty. Like that is the magic. It's like bigger than, you can't get to radical responsibility for yourself without radical honesty to yourself because the responsibility is then what gets you to make a change right or not but honesty is like wait a second where am i what is this coming from what am i addicted to with this person what are my fears that are keeping me here and then most of all what do i want for myself and the amount of clients that i've had that never actually know how to ask answer that question from truth like what do i want it's like well other i want xyz because I think I'm supposed to, or because I think that thing's going to give me fulfillment and happiness Mm. rather than wait a second. What do you really want? What do you really want? Right. Who are you really? And that's the path to soulmate. Yeah. That's it. That's it for me. Yes, yes, yes. In closing, become a mate to your own soul, a, an epic, epic loving loyal loyal like we're loyal to uh, we're loyal what we're taught the word loyalty and people are like oh i can't i can't say no i have to be loyal i'm a loyal friend to everybody but yourself become fiercely loyal to yourself become curious about yourself become endlessly fascinated by what sparks your own soul become a beautiful loving reverent mate to your soul And from that place, the roommate relationships, like you said earlier, won't fit anymore. You cannot go backwards. When you feel so amazing in your relationship with yourself, I have a client who's experiencing this right now, and she's dating for the first time on app dating. She's newly divorced. And she's just like, oh my God, I just have zero tolerance for anything that doesn't feel good. Like It's like, if it doesn't feel good, no, it's just a no. And so when you're a mate to your own soul, your soulmates will show up in many forms and the wound mates will fall away. So that's where we think you should start. Um, <laughs> join homecoming. Come hang out with us. We love you. Hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group and we'll see you next week. Hi, it's Kate. Thanks so much for listening to the New Truth Podcast. For more of Catherine and I, come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group. We are in there. That's where we're sharing all about our programs and our free workshops that we do. Um, You can come join us there and ask as many questions as you want about the podcast episodes, about dating, relationships, any struggles you're having out there. We would love to support you. So come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group and we will see you soon.